Did yeah. you shit in there? I did. Why? You sprayed the entire yeah, I bowl. Know, I know. Oh, is it still in there? There's little pieces. Of, yeah, quite I a few. shoot it out. I, those were that's like a shotgun shell. Like when you have one of those where you push and it just goes hundred percent. Hi. Welcome to Two Bears One Cave. Let's get to know Tom edition. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. What I was gonna do is mm-hmm. I was gonna I was I was thinking about this the other day and I forgot I, that I did this. I wrote down a bunch of things that are important to me. Get that clock going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Punctuality obviously is is important to you. Yes. Things that are important to me and then I wanted to hear your take on them. Okay. Oh, okay. So like I like these I, are things that are important to you. Important to me. That okay. I that I because I started taking I started taking value in like things I wrote down the things that I loved and that are important to me that I that. Jump off the paper. Like, for instance, Chris Rock, right? Chris Rock, when I wrote this list, had just got diagnosed with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I, I don't pay much attention to Chris Rock normally. I don't I don't think about him often. But when he got COVID, I went, he's really important to me. Like, And I, and I never really vocalized this, ever. And, and I, I almost to a fault, and I thought, I, I love Chris Rock, and I love his stand-up, and his stand-up, is the reason I got into stand up because when I watched Bring the Pain, I was like, "This is amazing, amazing." But amazing. then I never know what you feel about Chris Rock. I fucking love Chris Rock. Oh, let's talk about I Chris mean, Rock. Chris Rock is, for me, I mean, I think he's the best stand up comedian alive. Yeah, and it, it, it all. I mean, you go through, you know, there was a special before then, and there, you know, there was SNL and all that, but the way. That he took the opportunity. That's the thing I think about too, is that specials. Now we have like these, we're just bombarded with specials. Yeah. And, you know, people joke about them that like, who doesn't get a special? The specials, special, special. And you're going to see some of that change. I think actually specials were done in abundance. And now you're going to start seeing platforms. It's not going to be immediate, but it's going to go back towards Maybe. less specials. Yeah. Less specials are going to come out. But here's the thing. People can't now really, if, you, if you're under 30, I guess, you, you don't know what it was like, what HBO meant for stand-up, and what getting a special was on that, on that channel at the time. So there is no streaming, there's no Netflix, Amazon, who none, none of that exists. HBO... Comedy, stand-up comedy, is the mountaintop. It is. <laughs> They're making, I don't know, maybe four or five a year, and the people doing them are George Carlin, um, Robin Williams, maybe I mean, Robert Klein. Yeah, maybe Robert Klein. Um, some one-offs. You say Robert, I think of like Robert Townsend, Robert um, Schimmel. Yeah, maybe because there was also the HBO. They did do the HBO half hours, which were also Louis Patrice, huge, Jim huge Norton, opportunities. But an HBO hour special was like, yeah, there's just there was like nothing that compared. And also, because at the time there's not five hundred or a thousand channels, right? There's like there's your basic cable, and then there's premium, and premium was like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. I mean. By far the best thing you could have was HBO. Yeah. HBO is, was the best. I mean, that was like, it really was, it's home box office. I mean, you had like the opportunity to see 
incredible shows. They took risks. They they made like, you know, everything from like, uh, like remember real sex. Like these, you're like, oh my god, this this show is so crazy. Uh, their scripted shows, you know, they would always hit at least one mega hit like every season or two. Yeah. So they so the stand up specials were something. He I only know this now was like off of SNL. He said he has like I don't know like a hundred thousand dollars to his name. What? And he and he bought like a sixty thousand dollar Corvette, just to like look good in the neighborhood. And he was like, "It was the fucking stupidest decision, really." And you know, he gets this opportunity to shoot a special. It's it's hard to get him out of your mind. It's not the Chris Rock now. It's not the Chris Rock. You know, it's like, but he has this chance, and he starts doing the road to get this material ready. And I, I want to say that he said he ran into Dice. I, I really do. I, I might have that wrong. But that he ran into Dice and he reminded him, like, you know, this is it. This is it. And he was like, what? He goes, I mean, this is your shot. Like, this is this is your shot. It's not You're not going to get another one of these yeah. if you don't fucking destroy this. And then he went into... <laughs> Prepping for that special like a prize fighter. I th- I know that specifically, and that, that's I want keep I want you to keep going. That is one of the things that I the reason I uh, Chris Rock is so important to me. Oh yeah, and I mean I I don't I don't think I've ever like I work hard <laughs> to get ready for specials. You know I fucking do a ton of shows. I try to make it the best I can, but I yeah I think about that, and then I honestly think about because sometimes I have to remind myself. That I'm actually, we're talking about like what we're fans of, and I think at the top of my list is stand-up comedy. Yeah, like comedy in general, yes, but great stand-up is like the best thing to watch, the best. And different ages, you're different a fan, you know what I mean? So like, I remember seeing Cosby. I remember seeing Cosby. You know where I saw Cosby? I saw him. I'm saying uh, 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 footage of his special. I saw footage. <laughs> of Cosby doing Bill Cosby himself, the special, yeah. at a car show in a limousine. So, you know what, you've ever been to an auto show? Like no, I've never been to an auto show. So, like, it's like an, uh, a conference center or, like, a stadium, and there's just cars everywhere, and most of them you can look at and not touch. And I was a kid, and you know when you're a kid, you see a limousine, you're like, oh, my God, it's like a fucking pair of tits. You're like, yeah. this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you're just blown away by it. You could get in the limousine, and I was like, "It's amazing." And they had on the TV in the limp, which is you're like, "There's a TV in the car," and it was it was that special. Yeah. And I started watching the special in the car, and they're like, "You got to get out of the car." I was like, "I'm watching this thing," and I was just laughing at Bill Cosby. And then I saw it again in full later. And then you know you get a little bit older, and I saw Raw and Delirious. Yeah. And then you know you start thinking about different ages, watching different specials and different comedians. But dude, uh, Bring the Pain came out, I want to say, in 96. came out in 96, I think. I think it was not. Can you look that up? Chris Rock, Bring I know the Pain. What, I know what How I was living in Indian Village. I was, we, had a, we had Kelly Green carpet, like Hunter Green carpet. And I remember when it came out, I remember recording 1996. it. 1996. It was 96, yeah. <laughs> I remember recording it on my VCR. Yeah. I remember, because... This is the other thing about Chris Rock is like Chris Rock's got a little bit of like a. I, I hope this comes out right, but 
he was a little bit of like the the, the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Like Eddie Murphy discovered Chris Rock, yeah, and said you're gonna be in Beverly Hills Cop two or three. Like he's like a valet. He's like a valet, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like he's been crowned the next great, next great young black comedian. And at this time, and this is all stuff I've heard Dave and all those guys talk about at the time. There's only you were only allowed one. There's yeah, a, only one. I think I heard Chappelle say it on. As opposed to now, there's three, but the, yeah. like there was one, and so that was like okay. So everyone was like, "Get ready for this to be your next Eddie Murphy," and then uh, I don't remember his. I don't remember seeing much of his stand up other than like small things. But you saw him in CB4, which I still stand by and say is a great fucking movie. It's really funny. It's a really funny movie, yeah. and he was in um, uh, New Jack, Jack City, City yeah. which, by the way, coined the term cancel culture. Do you know that? No. New Jack City is responsible for the responsible for the term cancel culture. Uh, Denzel or uh, Wesley Snipes says, "See if you type in New Jack City, cancel that bitch. We're just gonna cancel that bitch." That's the phrase he says. That's how cancel. That's the phrase cancel culture came up. <laughs> yeah, let's watch the whole movie. <laughs> and that, this was this was him like kind of showcasing in a dramatic role, shots, and he was right? great in this. And yeah. then he got on SNL, and it was and I say this respectfully, but he kind of did not find his footing. Yeah, like he just didn't have a place on that. And it was such a star-studded cast. Yeah, where you were like, oh fuck. So I guess that's over for Chris Rock. And I remember thinking like, like yeah. And then but when his special came out, I still had it in my head like this is our next Eddie Murphy. Yeah, we recorded it, uh, and I. I hit record and I was gonna watch it live. I want to say it was like fucking. I know it wasn't a Saturday night. It had to be like a Sunday night or a Monday night when it was airing. But I it started and I left it recording and I went and got a twelve pack of beer and I came back and I just played it. I played the video from there. I played the video. Yeah, and I watched it. And when he went into Everything, everything he said. Obviously, the big one was fucking black people versus yeah. n words, and that was like that. And that was like mind blowing. The whole special <laughs> was. I mean, he. Um, yeah, so that was ninety six for me. Is I'm a junior in high school, oh. so so, you know, that's re- like your. You have that period where you're like SNL informs like your kind of. Uh, sense of humor right yeah, when you're like yeah. fifth grade and sixth grade you guys are go, showing up on monday and you're like redoing the bits with your friends and then your sense of humor kind of develops and then you're uh, becoming a man right I mean, i'm like 16 17 years old that special comes out and it's it absolutely fucking blows my mind because it blows your mind it blows my mind it's so sharp Stand-up wasn't done like that. No, and that's the thing is that it was like, it was so like in the zeitgeist, it just hit talking points of like what's happening in the world. It was so smart, but also he's murdering. Like the kind of thing where I feel like there's, you know, you have sets now where you're like, I fucking murdered. And I feel like all that to me goes back to watching that special and being like i want to feel what that feels like yeah you know what i mean where like you just fucking annihilate i was such a big fan of his dude i have a clip i can show you of me doing stand-up at the melrose improv where i'm skinny i'm like 190 and i'm pacing crouching and i'm going like this with my hand and it's really? like, yeah, it's like 2000. His head, he had, he always has interesting hands. Yeah, his slices. hand, his hand, he, he does this with his hand. 
and he would go like this. And if you watch and you press mute, you just watch me, you'd be like, oh. And I even had like an affectation that's not mine. Because yeah. when you start stand up, you, you basically parrot your heroes. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there pacing, crouching, going like this on punchlines with like horrible material. <laughs> and it's all like trying to be like Chris Rock. I was so dialed, like I was such a big fan of his that then I remember I'm in college and it's only two years later, Bigger and Blacker's coming out. I don't even know how stand-up really works. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there shouldn't be one of these out this soon. That was, and, and by the way, it looked the, like a Master P cover. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And like that was the, the time That's when right. it looked like a Master P That's cover. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember seeing that. I Now I was- No in, Limit, the No Limit records. No Limit so, records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and going- Going like, oh yeah, and it was still same Chris Rock, same great material, and, and you're the just material like, was outstanding. The special was amazing, and I was like, this, how is this sustainable? I don't even know how stand up gets written, and I still didn't. Under, I was like, this is it's too great because the specials, you know, back then, with the exception of Carlin, who was on this really he put out sixteen specials, and. I don't know any if anyone's ever been that no. prolific, but the thing is, you know, you look at specials, and that uh, it was just like the one or two, and that would carry a guy's career. Yeah, you could do that same material for the rest of your life. So anyway, I I mean that solidified how big of a fan I was. Like this guy is just the greatest, the best. Those specials. Here's the other thing: HBO. Then you had the one thing that also helped you if if you were that person is not just that the special is great. They would just re-air that thing all, all the time. time. I mean, that special, you couldn't miss the special. Yeah. You'd turn on HBO, and for years, it would just be, and, and no one else is watching other things. So he became so big, so famous from how good those specials are and how often they were played. I didn't realize this until it, uh, he was touring again. That He didn't tour for nine years. That's how much of an impact those specials made. Is that if you take nine years off and you go, I'm going to go on tour again, I promise everybody's numbers would be like dwindling, yeah, shrinking, yeah. right? He took nine years off and it was like, you know, massive venues again. God. Like, he, you know, he just he earned that. And then I also love that career wise, he had like, I have similar interests because he loves features. And he's written and directed, and, done, and he loves he loves movie making. So I'm a big fan of movies, and so I've just always followed whatever he's done. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've met him twice, and two times had could barely say words. Like yeah. I was I was like a like a kid. I think I've met him once. Met him once with Gary Goldman, and this is a long time ago. Andrew Dice Clay, Roseanne Barr, and Louis Anderson were in the green room. Chris Rock's in the green room, and we said to Chris. Gary Goldman and I said, how do you, what's your advice on getting feature work? And he goes, my advice is become a headliner. And we were like, what? And he goes, fuck you working about, you're worrying about feature work? He's like, just become a headliner. And I was good like, advice. I was like, yeah, I guess that is good advice. And he's like, no one gives a fuck about feature work. You become a headliner. And we were like, okay, but if you did have advice about feature work, how would that yeah. go? How would that go? <laughs> I think I fucking actually said the first time I met him, it was in the parking lot of the store. And he was like, I, I watch all your shit. You got good specials. And I think I said something like, I like yours too. <laughs> I 
or like you've uh, got some good ones i've enjoyed something i was just i didn't know what to say i was just like a fucking idiot his work ethic his work ethic that train i remember hearing him say he trained like a fighter like this was his last thing i yeah. remember hearing him say that and when i did secret time i realized i knew that i i knew that that was my one shot yeah i knew i knew without a doubt that I had one shot at a Netflix special in order to get other ones. Yeah. And I was like, oh. if, and I will put everything into it. And I went, I went and I told them, I was like, put me on the road every single day for yeah. the, like the month and a half leading up to the special. I went yeah. on the road every, I went on the road when we knew we had it. I was on the road every weekend. And then that month out, I went, I want to be gone Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I want to be gone every day of the week, and I was gone every single day. And I had that special so dialed in yeah. that I could take it and move it around into different p- parts. And then I and then I started doing that and taking different things. And then and I and I thought about it methodically. And I remember the other thing that was big about Chris Rock was that he was a fan of Woody Allen's. Yes, so like this. Yeah. And I hope this comes out properly. But like you know, some like Cat Williams is is I love watching Cat Williams. But Cat Williams is very culturally a black comic. Like, you yeah. know, Chris Rock's still still very culturally a black comic, but the fact that his inspirations were, you know, Carlin and Woody Allen made me think I can't just go up and just wing it with talent like it's like say Martin would. And I hope this is respectful, but like like Martin, you seem like someone or or Eddie Griffin seem like someone who would just go up or Richard Pryor would be yeah. like never put pen to paper, just go up and just fucking be themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock was one that was like made me think you need to be oh, the meticulous about your material. Oh, yeah. You need yeah. to be you can't just go up there and and be like I'm a talent. I don't it's, put and do what Jay Z does. It's very musical. Yeah, it's, like, it's rhythms to it. And yeah, he does. You know, Chris does sound check. He does. You know what I mean? Like he he wants to know the components. Like the room is right. Yeah. Was, yeah, and the way and watching him get ready for a special, get watching him write material where. There was no energy into it. It was just the words. Yeah, you know he had no with, ego about being on stage. Doing a run this weekend, and um, I've been so I've been doing this n- new hour. And the last, I would say ten to twelve, well, it's about maybe maybe it's up to fifteen minutes. Murder. Yeah. So you go like I'm gonna, I'm gonna close on these fifteen minutes. So I'm gonna open with it. Yeah. This week. Yeah. And just just to fucking fuck around. Oh. And see what it does to the set. I would, I, you know, you know, when I did my, when I did Secret Time, I had this great hour, and then all of a sudden, I remember sitting backstage, and and someone told me they were like, "Hey, just so you know, they only watched thirty minutes of it. Like you yeah. just." And so I took my closer and put it at twenty two minutes. Yeah, and was like, was "What like, was it? What was the, the closer uh, at the time?" Ziplining. That's so you moved Zip, it. To I moved it to twenty because it was a great joke, and it, it, when in doubt, spread them out or whatever. And it was just, you would just say goodnight after that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I don't, I don't even know what that joke was now. I, it's so funny. When I did Red Rocks, I went and kind of went to look at old material to see if I could, should bring back some and like try an, an old one just to make sure that it was like a, yeah. a good show for everyone. And uh, I couldn't remember how that joke went. I don't remember how it ended. He's, he's shimmy fucking her all the, back, all the way back. I forget. I forget it. Yeah, and people don't understand that that we forget these, the bits. Like you get so used to, it's not just like oh, it's your, it's your material. And you're like, yeah, but when you perform it, you know to take the little pause. There's a laugh, and that does something in your brain. Yeah, where then you go, then the next line, and the next line. It's and funny if you don't too. Perform you can, it, you, you can't. You remember. can almost get into it. You can almost get into it. 
like like there's a like if I watch because I I did I wanted to do my one of my favorite jokes I ever had was Isla's deodorant on her lip yeah and then time travel and uh and I so I watched it on my on Netflix it was, thank God Netflix keeps it up yeah I watched the bit. And I and as I'm watching it, I start mouthing it, going, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this." Yeah. But there's little things you don't remember. Little things you don't. I that happened to me. I had to pull up Netflix when I did a private, what, the day of. Really? You know, I I think I, I don't remember if I told us on the podcast where I showed up and it's, it's a private event, and the guy's like, "Yeah, we're so excited." And I was like, "Cool." I was like, "So, I mean, I don't know. Even I, it, it occurred to me to ask because I was like, I hope you guys like all the like the new hour.'" And he was like, "What?" I was like. This like what I'm touring. It was in the middle of a tour. Yeah, he's like, oh no, we want to hear uh, like uh, Seagal and Forty Eight and Bikes, and I was like, you wanna, <laughs> you're like, you want to hear them tonight? And he yeah. was like, that's why we hired you. I was like, hold up, I'm gonna go to my room, and I had to watch them and make no. I had forgotten completely yeah. how some of them went, and I fucked them up performing them. Really, I was like, I I'd get like halfway through, it and I was like, you guys fucking, you know how it goes. <laughs> You know what I was thinking about doing? Jeff Tweedy, I love Wilco. Jeff Tweedy used to, used to do these living room shows for like $25,000, then he'd give the money to charity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would love to have Jeff Tweedy, but I want to pick a set out. I want to pick out what songs I want to hear him play. I want it to be acoustic. I want it to be in my backyard. And then I was like, I'm not inviting any, I'm not inviting my wife, my kids. I'm get, kicking them out of the house. I'm inviting hardcore Wilco fans. Oh, okay. Like, I'm only inviting Wilco fans who aren't going to fucking talk during the middle, aren't going to crack a beer in the middle of it, like, that That are like, I want to hear, every, yeah, I'll be drinking Tito's and soda. Okay. Uh, and I'll be smoking joints, even though Jeff Tweedy is sober. But, like, I would do that. And then I started going, wait, if, because I, I wouldn't want to, I would want to hear certain songs yeah. acoustically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to pee so bad. We have to take a break. Go pee, go pee. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. 
To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back to Getting to Know Tom on Two Bears, One Cave. Real quick. Okay. That was a very, very, I mean, amazing leak that I took. Did yeah. you shit in there? I did. Why? You sprayed the entire yeah, I bowl. Know, I know. Oh, is it still in there? There's little pieces. Of, yeah, I a shoot it out. I, those were that's like a shotgun shell, like when you have one of those where you push and it just goes. Okay, so that's one it's, of the. So you, because last week I think you said I don't casually walk to take a shit ever. I, mean, I well that I was going in there to take a piss and it just started happening and I was like, oh, this is not a fart. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't wasn't oh, planning on shitting. You kept talking about you had to fart. You're like, I got to fart. <laughs> I've had to fart this whole day. But I, but I, I went, said I had to go fart, and then I, I sat on the couch with you guys, and it went away. And then right before we came in, I went in to take a piss, and then all of a sudden, exploded out of my ass. It looks like it did. And I'm having a hard time because I'm getting like the, um, the ice cream cone effect. You know, like when you know when you do, they do soft serve, and there's still some sitting on the thing, and yeah. you, you look at your cone, you're like, can you get that little part out of there? And they're like, <laughs> it just stays there, and then slowly it drips off. Well, that's happening with me. I have like a little cone of shit. Hanging out of my ass, and I have to take the toilet paper and then literally go in and kind of Grab scoop it? it out of my ass. <sighs> this is rough. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome back to getting to know Tom on Two Bears One Cave. Thank you. Uh, luxury items. So I want to talk about luxury items because okay. because you are the first person that kind of opened my eyes. Maybe too much. I think. I think I was better when I was cheap. But like <laughs> to luxury items. Now I want to know yeah. first of all how much is appropriate. For the average person, meaning, remember, go back to when you were living in that place with the in the hills where you had to drive through the gate, right? Okay. Okay. So, what? How much is appropriate for a person to spend on a watch, like where you go, you didn't you didn't blow the bank, but you need to treat yourself. And you're talking. This is when I lived in a house with a gate. Yeah, but <laughs> well, I don't know when you got rich, but like, but like, let's okay. What is a pro let's just go then ballpark because okay. Leanne wants a new watch and, and but she doesn't want to spend a lot of money. And I, this was a gift to me. But this is the thing I got to you know, when it comes to shit like this, because I, I know how Leanne is. Yeah. You just got to fucking buy it. You buy it and you go, this is what it is. Yeah. You can't make her comfortable with the price. I'd say sometimes you have to do that with people. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to. I mean, like. Sometimes you do it with parents, you do it with spouses, whatever. You just, like, if you can afford it, I'm saying, everybody yeah. has their own level of what they can afford. And then there's the people who are like, oh, it just makes their fucking eyes water to hear a number. Yeah, they're never going to buy the thing that they deserve or that they want. Yeah. You just got to buy it. Now, I think if you have, what, like, median income, um, you know, I think you, buying a watch for, like, 500 to to $1,000, it's money. It's you know it's not cheap yeah but it's not gonna fucking you know bankrupt you you can spend eight hundred dollars on a watch and get a good fucking watch you can and I have my, my favorite watch I have is my that Garmin. was a gift right there this one's a gift I didn't buy this yeah who, who got it for you my dad it's a nice gift 
Yeah, I think at times I've said on podcasts that Will Smith gave it to me as a joke, and then people really thought Will Smith gave it to me. How long? How long have you had that watch? I've had this watch for eight years. Got it on my fortieth birthday. Really? Yeah. That's a fucking nice gift from your dad. It's a dude. really great gift. It's a really great gift. And can I tell you what? what? I was going to buy him a really, really nice watch that I wanted. Because mm-hmm. I know he's probably got like you know ten years left, and I was like, I'll get it in ten. Yeah. Because he's going to pass away, and I'll just get the watch. And I was like, that's enough of an investment. <laughs> Let's talk about luxury items, about whiskey and cigars. Can you tell the difference in a high-end whiskey versus a bottle of Jack? Um, I mean, there are some that are so distinctly, I'll say this, the taste is so distinctly different from Jack to some other whiskeys that I'll know, like, this is not Jack Daniels. Yeah. But do I have a sophisticated enough palate to know, like, this is this and that? Absolutely not. I did have that um, experience with that fan he he's a big fan who uh it, dude I, I was doing a gig he had reached out like my agent hit me up this guy wants to do like a whiskey tasting with you at the venue in the green room after the show i was like yeah okay he wheeled in how is he like, not my ten, fan too this is wait, wait, so wait, dialed wait, in what let, I like. let me let me finish jesus christ he goes it's like a pussy tasting he, fan and he's like dude, you don't yeah, like I pussy know. tasting work <laughs> he goes he wheels in all the whiskey Let's me sample them. Teaches me, like history. The only way this uh, story goes good if he says to you, "Bert, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> uh, you'll love this. So he does this whole thing, and I'm like, man, like I really feel like it's, it's kind of the fun thing about hanging out with somebody in something that you like, but who knows way more than you. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's what I love. Like I have friends like that. Like they know way more about the something that I'm a fan of. Yeah. So I was like, man, this was so informative and you know, delicious. And what an experience. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know. He's uh, like, I really wanted to uh, to meet you and do this. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And he goes, yeah, because I'm, I'm really trying to get in touch with Bert. No way. And I was like, oh. And he was like, yeah, because like, what I really want to do is do this with Bert. And Wait, where like, does he live? Um, it, was in, it was in Texas. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm in Texas. Abilene. Uh, you really don't, you, this never happened? You never met up with this guy? I don't think so. You would know. Well, actually, you wouldn't know. You I could, wouldn't know. You could I wouldn't have, have remembered. Blacked out and forgot. I would've, he would've woke, I would've woken up with no ring and a watch on. Yeah. The, um, so, okay, so then, so then cigars. Do you feel the same way about cigars? Can you taste an expensive cigar? Because I, 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 one of the things I think is interesting about you is that you are not, like, this is what I find interesting is that you do have fine taste and nice things, mm-hmm. but you don't, waste you don't spend recklessly no and i haven't on cigar like for instance my that na- my friend <laughs> that's I mean, what made me think about that i mean he really likes cigars um i enjoy i enjoy being educated the same way with the with the whiskey guy and yeah. dude i was in milwaukee a few weeks ago and i got to go to that fucking amazing cigar, cigar place bar. yeah and they knew you they're like oh bert was here yeah i was there is it you? Is it starts with you, right? Yules. I can't Yule? remember. I forget what it's called, man. They gave me an incredible tour. Hooked me up with just so many amazing cigars that I would have never sought out or been like I should get this one because yeah. I don't know. But you do realize that when you're having like a pr- like a premium cigar, uh, it does. I mean, I think the taste is distinctly different. I'm kind of looking forward to a cigar today. Like, I'm looking forward to a drink and a cigar very much. Well, you're going to have a few. I think I'm going to. I might smoke two cigars. Yes, you are. I wouldn't be shocked if I had an Asmanailer hit. 
Um, so what about beers? Do you or do you can you can you appreciate IPAs? No. Okay, but, but so, I'm not. I'm not. But here's the thing. That's what, uh, we're talking about. What we're actually fans of. I'm not like. Oh, do you have IPAs? Like I don't. It does nothing. Dave for me. Williamson got me into IPAs, and it, there's a fu- there's a fun time to drink an IPA. Like if a river's running by yeah. you, you can an IPA fucking is right. But you can't pound an ICA IPA because it's kind of like blowing a shoe shine boy. Yeah, you're just like ah, a lot of taste in the back of my throat. I like some stouts. Um, I don't I, like stouts. I like them. I like. I drank a stout and threw up in my hand <laughs> with the woman that was in The Exorcist, Linda Blair. What? We were eating brownies and type in Burt Kreiser, Linda Blair. See if that comes up. Is it, it on video? <laughs> Tom, it was the first time I drank in the morning and I had so much fucking fun. I got wasted, wasted with Linda Blair at fucking like at like eight in the morning on uh, on we drank. Wait, give me. I want to give a shout out. Go back. Go to the search engine. What about Milwaukee cigar downtown? Go to the all results. Oh, there it is. There it is. How do you say that? I wonder if I was there during Sober October. So good, dude. That tour. So they have an underground. Like th- th- This place opened in 1939. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been so here. Yeah, I've you been were here. There. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. I appreciate I was, it. We went through a big cigar phase during Sober October uh, two years ago. Where when we were on tour, we were in the bus, and we just went to every cigar shop and had cigars every night. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was the only thing you could do, right? Yeah, and I and I. It's funny. I I never. I never really. I never really needed a cigar, but that month I needed. I fucking needed a cigar. Like it was a way to. Yeah. Like I, I can see way over smoking. I barely ever smoke cigar. It's pronounced Yuli. 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 Um. Yuli. Okay, so now we're talking about luxury items. Yeah, I, and I, here's the thing that I also this is what I was trying to say to you before. You are someone that spends money, but you're not spend, someone that wastes money. You f- spend the money on the shit you love, like yeah. shoes. I love to talk about shoes. I love to talk about because you're the one that introduced me to um, off whites. Yeah, and I and uh, Virgil Abloh. Yeah, and I love uh, off whites now. And I but yeah. I haven't. I stopped buying shoes. I just don't. I got to a place where I was like, you said it yourself. You you can only you really use. Well, yeah, what I ended up realizing, I mean, there are those really, like, we're talking about Trinidad, Jan- like, you know, th- those guys have, like, 8,000 pairs of shoes. But even, like, my modest collection, which some people would think is crazy, I'm like, I'm wearing, like, five of these. Yeah. The rest of them just sit on the shelf, and you're just like, oh, look at that shoe. I love, um, I love the Ultra Boosts. They're, like, the most comfortable so shoe comfortable. in the world. They're, like, yeah. the most comfortable. And then I'm a big Nike SB Low Dunks fan. Like the the dunk lows, I, that I that's all every shoe I have ever had. I, all, you introduced me to um, Air Force Ones, which I had never. I thought were the ugliest shoe in the world. Yeah, and I love they're Air so Force comfortable. Ones. They're the most comfortable shoe that's ever been made, yeah. probably. So uh, my thing's all about comfort. Yeah, and then the Virgil Ablos, like if you can get medium priced ones, some of them are just ridiculous. And I don't think that I'm, that world is 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 <coughs> wacky. Like I've never done a like I've been to. Some of these real sneakerhead places, yeah, and they'll have kind of pedestrian, you know, level stuff, and then they have stuff in cases, right? It's collectors, the stuff, Travis really. Scotts, and you're the like, what's that? They're like, it's twenty five thousand. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Even the other one though, this one's only five thousand. Like, I must spend five thousand dollars on sneakers, man. I, I even like when I get like those the off whites. I, I think Michigan off whites. 
Uh, type in Michigan off whites. I think that's what they are. Um, I wore. I've worn them only on stage. Really? Yeah. I because I really uh, there. Those are the ones I have, and I don't think I'm wearing them right. To be honest with you, can you? What see? do you mean? I think I'm wearing them wrong. How do you wear them wrong? Oh motherfucker! You put them on your hands. Hey, click on those higher. Click on the. Oh, I'm wearing them wrong, Tom. This whole time I've been wearing them wrong. What do you mean? Oh, motherfucker. Motherfucker. What are you doing? God damn it. I got the fucking string dra- draping in the back. Like, it's supposed to go in the front. I'm confused, but. So I got. So I don't. I have the string hanging off the back like spurs on a boot. <laughs> Oh, instead of like wrapping it around the front? Yeah, I look like a fucking jackass. How many fucking sneakerheads have been watching me perform? Did you, take, like, did you snip the, the... I didn't snip it. You snipped it. I, I just it. unlaced it and yeah. slid it out. Yeah, I, I snipped one. Yeah. But I kept it on a couple other pairs. Yeah, I like I like these. These are actually... I like those. What are they called? The Philadelphia Phillies? But um, but I only wear the... like. I, I like to have... A, so I'm getting ready to go on tour. I think I might be on tour right now if this is airing. So... um. So I, I, Leanne goes, I didn't know what shoes to put on the bus. And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't. I'm going to get a new pair of shoes for this tour. And then I will wear those. And I only wear them on stage. Yeah. I like to, I, I love like that. To, shoe shows. Like, yeah. Like just a, just shoe show shows. Shoes. Show shoes. Show shoes. Yeah. Okay. So let's, and so what, what I keep going over this. The thing I like to say is that you do spend your money wisely. You do know when to spend money and you don't overspend on shit that's stupid. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 the things I overspend on. Sometimes you're like, for real? Like what? A vacuum. Like, I fucking spend a lot of money on vacuums. What do you <laughs> What do you spend on vacuums? Like, fucking as much as I can spend on a vacuum. So that's where I spend my money. Like, on shit that I, that I go, any appliance, I go buy the nicest one. I don't want to deal with it again. It's kind of smart, though. If you can afford to buy the best appliance, you're usually, like, it's going to work better. You're not going to have to replace it, fix it as much yeah. as, like, a lesser appliance okay I, i'm not against that <laughs> so then let's pivot into what i really want to know okay okay so i know i have a i have a stock car what upgrades what modifications can you add to a car that make it that really push it over level we're talking well, <laughs> i've done some stupid shit <laughs> <laughs> well wait wait talk to me about modifications because i'm fascinated by your modifications because i like some of the things you put on a car I like, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, uh, here's the truth. I don't know what some of them are either. So okay, so you get a car. You get a you get a you get a if it's a performance like so Your what, BMW is something where I go, I said to the guy cuz you I used your guy to get me my car. So I remember, here's what I remember. Some of this stuff really is stuff I dreamt about for years. Really? I knew about Dyn- look type in D I N A N. Can you type that in? D I N <laughs> A N. Okay. And um, this is a hotel in France. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Wow. So I knew about dining for like years. And then click on BMW. I'm talking like when I was working in post production. Really? Yeah. Because I'd I'd heard about the company and the things that like the mod like they basically were tuning house for, for BMWs. So I always I I heard about that, and you'd see the badge sometimes, especially in L.A. It was like big car culture, and I'd see a car parked in the park, and it'd say Dynan on the back. Normally, where it would normally say the the model, yeah, it'd just say Dynan. I was like, oh shit, this thing's got to be crazy. Yeah. So when I got an M2 competition, I reached out 
to this guy that is he's like the his name is Mark in he's in the valley. I fucking forget it. the name of his <coughs> shop, Bavarian Workshop, it might be it. it might be yeah. Bavarian Workshop. And so he's like, What do you have? And I go, I got an M two competition and he goes, Oh, uh, what do you want done to it? And I was like, I was kinda not sure what mods to do. And he goes, I got one. You want to just do what I did to mine? Oh. Uh, he owns the shop, and I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Mine's fucking. It's insane. Like it's 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 crazy what I did to this thing." So I drop it off at his place, dude. That car. If you type it, we type in um, twenty nineteen M two competition. Because I remember I said to I said to the guy, you you got me your guy got me my car, and he said, he "Go to like, the all results, not the photos." And he was like, "No, it's a good car. You got a good car. It's like a, it's like a it's like a dad car. It's like a grown man car." And I was like, "Thanks." And then I was like, "Hey, what's the what's up with Tom's car?" I go, "That how like that BMW?" And he goes, "Oh, it's a fucking rocket. It's it's a rocket, dude." He well, here's the thing. It came like a great. It's a great driver's car. Yeah, and and I just was, stock, just stock. I was happy with it. I mean, what does it come with? It came with a uh, 405 horsepower. Um, you know, it, like. A real, it's it's small. Mm-hmm. It handles great, great balance in the car. Fun to drive. I didn't have any like problems, but you know when you get a car, you're like, I wonder what more it could do. Well, because I have these like dining fantasies, and I find out about this guy, I send him the car. He, I get this car back. Does it have the weight of this car? Can you find out what it weighs? Because it doesn't weigh that much, man. Um. It's probably going to say, what, 30, does it say the weight there? How much? 34, I can't read it. 3,400 pounds. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He gives it back to me with 600 horsepower. And even with stability and traction control on, the car fishtails, like when you when you floor it, it goes. It's like it's too much power for the car. Really? And he also gave it to me. He goes, oh, by the way, make sure you're in a real safe place if you set it on the M2 mode. He goes, I don't fuck around. Like, he's telling me that. I was Wait, like, what's the M2 mode? Well, it, it, you can set <clears throat> your own, like, options to each mode. Mm-hmm. But basically, he set it up so that you can change it. He set it up so that M2 has no stability, no traction. So you're on your own, right? So you can drift and all this stuff. But the first time I did that, I was like, oh, I want to try it. I did it turning onto PCH. I hit M2, and I completely did a donut on, on, on PCH. And I came like this close to a Lamborghini. Like, <laughs> just like almost. Shut the like, fuck up. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And I called him. I was like, I see what you did. So modifications aren't technically getting your windows tinted. Well, no, I think these are all performance modifications. So you get all performance modifications. Yeah, just because it's it's more fun. So I sent that to him. I sent the uh, (coughs) E63 to Rentec. It's another company that does that. They put in new turbos, new downpipes, blow-off valve, like all just, you know, they did the equivalent, but for that car. So that car, and then I just did uh, the the demand upgrade to the gt4 so i was supposed to get that back this week i don't have it yet so that one is the one that i heard about is supposed to be the greatest mod because people complain that the the caymans uh, the 718s have long gears 
Like you're in second gear and you're going 82 before you need to shift it. So they shorten the gears and they, they actually hollow out part of the engine. They do software tuning, bigger engine now, and it's, it's supposed to be one of the best drives you can have. Is in a car that's already very naturally balanced yeah. and has <clears throat> decent power, now has an almost another 150 horsepower and yeah, it's just fun. That's does, it, does it make you want to drive a, to shows to like drive to go like I got a show in Houston. I'm gonna just drive it. You know, it's funny because I don't know like the geography yet. Like, I mean, I know obviously the cities, but like distant stuff. But I used to love doing like Irvine and Brea um, for the drive home because you know you'd finish those yeah, gigs. And it was like fucking Tokyo Drift. Oh, dude, that was you drive those. That drive home was fucking cannonball run on that. It was on a Friday Saturday when it's like. It's like midnight, yeah, and you're driving on the sixty, and you could just hammer it. And there's not, there's no one out there, yeah, there's no one out there. Or coming back from Irvine on the five uh, at midnight, it would just be the best, man. See, I've always been more of a luxury car, meaning like big SUV yeah, or like yeah. old sedan. I've never been into sports cars, but I think it's I don't really drive very fast. I like to, I like I I have a I wonder if it's imprinted on you when you're young. So I have a visual of my dad listening to music, kind of sitting back in like oh, yeah. a big boat. Those and, are awesome too, though. But that's awesome. Yeah. Too. I love that too. We saw. Let's see if you can find. We saw at the uh, the other day a what is it, fifty-seven Lincoln convertible. Lincoln wasn't it a Continental? Lincoln Continental. Will you type that in? This is one of the coolest. And by the way, Beautiful. this is where I would spend my money. Is like cool I one. think that is badass. The coolest but, thing now is that I've taken some of these cars to tracks. So I got to drive my M2 at Willow Springs. I got to drive the Porsche at Circuit of the Americas here, like the F1 track. Really? And I'm taking, I'm going to this other track here with a driver, with an instructor to practice on the track. That's That really takes it to another level. Then you feel like the mods are, I mean, they're too much, but yeah. at least you feel like you're kind of utilizing what you, what you got. Convertible, it's gotta be a Lincoln convertible suicide doors yeah this thing it was, was white so too. it was white and it was so fucking badass i could totally spend that i, I there's a there's a uh, that's not it it's it's a take out the year take out the year i'm sorry i just guessed it's 60 57 it's really it was the it baddest was car i've seen in a while i i'll tell you what i like and joe's got one of those um broncos that are all souped up. The icon. Yeah, those and the, and there's some guys in Atlanta that do it that are fucking. Amazing. Yeah, there is. See, that's what. See, I'd want to get that, and then I want to give it to one of those people that redo modernize the modernize it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because that is such a bad. And I think the one we saw last night was modernized. Yeah. Could you hear the engine? You were like, uh, that's a little. Yeah. I would do that. I could, dude. I could really like uh, many people have lose my mind buying cars. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top 
shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep, we've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600-mile-per-hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. I don't know where my, I don't know what I, I have an actual problem spending money, I think. You, like, do you really, I think you think you have a problem spending money. I don't You have, don't seem like a reckless spender at all. I don't spend, no, no, that's what I mean. I mean, no, I meant, I have a problem spending money. Like, oh like, yeah. Like we did the, like one of my biggest splurges for the, throughout the the whole year, my biggest splurge was uh, a Sornex uh, weight rack because I yeah. just kept saying I, I won't need it. Like I'm I'm not going to use it. I won't need it. And then getting all weights, getting all free weights, and I was like, I only need twenties and thirties. And then Leanne's like, No, Leanne is comfortable writing a check for something and going get it. And then I got the rack and I loved it. I Wait, loved. She is comfortable because you always she's... you always make it seem like she's like pulling back on you. Oh no, she's very comfortable. Spending money. She doesn't want to spend money on herself. But she ah. doesn't mind spending money on the Like for this watch, she wants a new watch. And I was like, oh, I'm excited. She's never wanted a watch. But I, I don't mind spending money on her. She doesn't want to spend money on herself. Right. And okay. so when she did like the, she did the, the gym at the house, she was like, I think Rogan hooked me up with, with Bert Soren. And Bert Soren, I think he did. No, maybe my trainer hooked me up with, I think Tate and my trainer Lacey hooked me up with Bert Soren. Yeah. And then, I think Bert found out my name was Bert also, and he was like, and he was like, I think I know who you are, and then he got made sure it came out because it was it's really hard to get those fucking racks. Yeah, but he was like, you don't need something big. You just need something where you can do bench press, do squats, and do pull ups. That's it. So I got like a, but I, that was a splurge for me because I just go because it it looks decadent, you yeah. know, yeah. to have a weight rack when you look like me. Like a, a, a treadmill, I got a really great fucking treadmill. Yeah. But I run on a treadmill every day, so I in my head I go, and it was like. This treadmill was so nice that they came out with that treadmill and two other treadmills in a flatbed truck for me to test out. That's how they test. It's a fucking badass. And they're like, they came to it and they're like, what? So where's your gym? This is when I lived in the other house. And I was like, yeah. it's, oh, it's back there. Don't worry. And the guy's like, I don't know. I'm sure how we're going to get this back there. I was like, you'll figure it out. We'll get it. And he's like, you, try, you tried all three? I tried all three. And he goes, so who's this for? I said, me. And he was like, have oh. you done it? used it yet? I use it all the time. I use my treadmill all the time. I use it. That's what. By the way, he goes. So who's this for? And I was like, me. And, and then at the same time, I got new running shoes. And the guy goes, so what are you going to be using these for? And I was like, running, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, a treadmill. Yeah, it's a, yeah, but like Jesus Christ. 
But yeah, so I and then I love that treadmill. I use that all the time. But I that's where I I don't mind spending my money on like things that I'll be using every single day. Okay. That that makes sense though. All right, back to my list on getting uh, okay. Segura, the two bears one. One place to vacation for the rest of your life. Oof. Man. One place? You only get this one place. Pack the kids up. You go there all the time. I'll tell you my top three, and then we'll, we'll wind it down. Okay, we'll whittle it down. Okay. So number one, I love cities. I love being in a big city. Wow. That, so, I did not expect to hear that. So, like, you could easily, and the language barrier is a problem, but... You know, it might be part of the fun. So you could easily get me to be like, oh, let's go to Paris and just live there. Because oh. um, I like I like being in a city, you know. Yeah. Like Paris, Barcelona. Like uh, Russell Peters likes being in a city. I love being in London. I love it. I love being in a And I love going to New York. I love going yeah. to New York. Um, Hawaii is kind of like. It's number one. It's the greatest. It's my number one. Yeah. If you said one place for the rest of your life, it would be Hawaii. Hawaii. I love Hawaii more than anything. Hawaii is just unbelievable, man. And I wonder if, does, if this includes, like, can you island hop within Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. get all the islands in Hawaii. Oh, that's hard to top, man. And the other thing that I other thing that I love, I love these places in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> like in Montana and Wyoming yes. and Idaho and, and Utah. Like, I love Colorado. I love I that. I love Colorado. The weather, the culture, you know, the mountains, the like the lakes, the rivers. Yeah. And then they have act, like that's why I always love Denver. I always love being in Denver. Is that you have you're in a city, but you have the access to that stuff when it's beautiful and I love that they're they're Oh, the look weather. at that. Come on, man. That's why I keep saying to Georgia, she's looking at colleges and I go I go, baby, you you get to go anywhere in the world and then live there. You get to pick a place to live. For yeah. like four years, I could pick. I could pick so many cities to live in for four years. Yeah, for four years. Madison, Wisconsin. You like Madison? I love Madison, Wisconsin. I yeah. love. I really love Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. A lot of people they have the wrong idea. They, yeah, they, I think they think that Wisconsin is just farm, but like, yeah, Madison is. I was just there. Yeah, Madison. Um, I I would live. I could live. Great place to go to college if you're <laughs> uh, a college kid. Oh, okay. Let's do. Let's do. Okay, let's do this, and then let's let's pick top five that places. That, that to, town fucking parties, man. Madison, Wisconsin. I go. To, okay, let's do your vacation place. So you got three: Montana, roughly Montana, Hawaii, Hawaii, Paris, and Paris. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I'm gonna pro and con it. So I'm trying to book a Paris trip right now. Really? Yeah. Just go meet someone. Just see what happens. Would it be man. bad? Oh, just by yourself. <laughs> I would love, except I, the fucking Paris accent. I think when I think about fucking a chick, is the same one from um, Pulp Fiction. I had the blueberries, and I want to yeah, go. Yeah, oh, she's fuck. annoying. She, I mean, she's. By the way, what's her, what's her name? I bet she looks great right now. You think so? I bet she does. That's fucking ninety-two, bro. Ooh, type in that chick. What's she look like? Thirty years. I wonder whose age better, me or her? Let's see. Oof. All right, she might look good. Let's do Pulp Fiction cast. So yeah, Paris would be I okay. <clears throat> yeah, Paris would be pretty badass. Paris is a great fucking place. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Make those large. Okay, wait, is it Honey Bunny? No, no, no. That's Amanda Plummer. Okay. 
It's going to be keep going. I bet it's Trudy. No, Trudy's the one that overdoses. Right? No, no. It's going to be low. Really? It's going to be, she's not, yeah, but she's just a, a, like a little, little part. Not bigger than young Butch, though. There you Wait, go. Wait, is that her? There you go, yeah. Maria? Uh, Maria de Mierdes. De Mierdes? <laughs> Maria of shit? <laughs> de okay. That's her. Um, Who's she married to? Emilio Estevez? No. Really? No. Is she from France? Lisbon. She's Portuguese. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. Paris. Wait, wait. Be- let's go. Let's do uh type in her name and then do 2021, you know, so we can see photos. No, she aged well. Yeah, she looks good. She aged better than me. Um, I, I'm going to go. Have I'm you seen have that to- meme of you? No. You haven't seen that one? No. <laughs> what is it? It's a picture of you, like that you'd post on Instagram, like young. This is gonna, is this gonna fucking kill me? What is it? It's you, and you're like young and happy, and then it's like you, <laughs> like on the set or something. Wait, what is this? It says, "You mean to tell me this is what happens after just sixty thousand Tito's?" Wait, where, where? Where, where is oh, it? I've seen it. I've seen it. I've where is that. it? Where is it? I find it, Eddie. This is what happens after looking. Looking. I goes no, looking. This is what happens <laughs> after sixty thousand Tito's. I'm gonna clean my life up. I'm telling you. I'm gonna change my shit. Or I'm gonna turn my shit around. Look, I haven't talked shit about anyone in two episodes. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm talking positive these days. It might be in. You know what it might be if you go to his Instagram in. When you're tagged in a, you know, like the tagged, mentioned, uh, fucking icon on Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? You go to someone's page and you hit, you hit that, um, whatever it is. Yeah, that thing. Oh, I see. Um, you go to my page, and then you go to. Yeah, yeah, it might be in there. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure somebody tagged you in it at some point. God, I laughed so hard at that. I haven't seen it. I mean, it's you from like you know, whatever ninety six, and then yeah, tagged. It's gonna be in there somewhere, man. It's gotta be. Yeah, you found it. Yeah. Oh, they found it. There it is. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is what happens after just sixty thousand. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god! Like, I'm gonna quit drinking. I'm that's, gonna quit drinking. That's basically the equivalent of like, hey, that guy was in Pulp Fiction. Let's see what yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, still have hair. That's all we gotta talk about. Yeah, you do have still have hair. You look really cute there on the left, bud. Yeah, that was I, I grew into my mouth. That's great. Who is who did that? Prolific memes. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That is funny. The the it's the what's funny about this is the the wording. Yeah. This is what happens after just 60,000 Tito's and sodas. Wait, by the way, Prolific Memes does a lot of me. Does he? And he does. Oh, he's a big. Is he part of the content creator collaborative? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jesus, he has a. Okay. 
Oh. Oh yeah. He does. Oh, I see. What your problems make my dick soft? That's a good one. Okay. Uh, what do you do? AOC there, Mister Clavicle yeah. liked it. It's very funny. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> God, I wish Christina looked like that. Right, scroll up a little bit. What, like, like right there on the fun? right? Yeah. Oh fuck, <laughs> dude. There's something so like I feel like I feel like when you're tatted like that, you don't see the flaw in the person. Right. Like but, like if Leanne got tatted on her throat, she'd look younger. Right. You know? Would you like that? Yeah, like a nice throat tattoo that says "fuck the world." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I let's see sexy throat tattoos. There's something about uh, those. Yeah, they all look hot. Oh, they all look fucking. Look at her. Oh, one of them got stolen and put in a movie. Stolen? I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's her. Actually, what do you mean? They stole her tattoo. Yeah. They, so, so you can't. So I want to say this. Her is her. So there was this um, movie that uh, that. The woman had, had, like, this guy, the director, I guess, followed this woman who had cool tattoos, and then he just put the character in the movie with those tattoos, uh, and then the woman was like, whoa, 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 you can't fucking do that. That's my tattoo. And then now you're doing it oh, in the movie. There you say, right there. Yeah. Let me see Let me see your throat tattoo. Oh. That might be a big thing. Yeah, that's her. That's her. That's her. I saw, I saw that. That's oh. a fucking cool, cool-ass tattoo. What, what are you calling it? A what? Tattoo. Tattoo. I'm doing it back and forth right now. Oh, tattoo? Tattoo. 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 Beneflec tattoo. Reached out to me and her. Uh, I thank you for all the massive support. Okay. So, yeah, this. Is that the actress on the right? Is that what we're seeing? No, that's not the actress on the right. That's the actress. On the left? On the left, yeah. Okay. I think she's had some modifications. Well, she looks cute. I'm 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 hoping my daughters don't get get them. Like, throw. how come? I don't know. Cause I, don't, I just don't want them to ever get one. Really? Yeah, we were talking about getting one, weren't we? Yeah, we should get. A, you know, it's October right now, and we're we're doing real well. What, what should we We've do? We've been so sober. Yeah. Did we so do it? did we do it? I don't know. You want to get tattooed to commemorate the month? Yeah. Where do you want to get it? Where should we get it? I don't know. It's got to be. I, I was told by. Uh, I was told by someone that it needs to be discreet because I'm shirtless. And they, if you get it visible, people are going to be staring at it the whole time. It's going to be distracting. That's very true. Or you could do something else crazy. Keep your shirt on. Nope. I'm going to get, uh, I wouldn't mind a face tattoo. A face right, tattoo? Right here. That's very distracting. Yeah. So obviously put it on your back? Or back of your arm? Back of my arm. I'd do back of my arm. What should we get? I don't know. What if we have an artist do a sketch of each other's dick and then I get your dick on the back of my arm and you get mine on the back of yours? I actually like that a lot. Really? Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, and people are like, you got your dick? They're like, no, it's my friend's dick. <laughs> what if we got a gang to do for our whole all our listeners? Uh, what's the gang? I don't know. Two Bears, One Cave. What if we come up with a straight-up gang Like, and that's part of the things? Is It's going to be small and discreet, but you can see them. Like like if we got them like right here. Oh right. And then that everyone got them. Good like put in good gang tattoos. Good gang tattoos. <laughs> you about that cave life? Yeah, like a little That's like, very discreet. That's 
hey guys, if you're fans, get a huge bear and Mauling its cub. God, this guy really loves fucking salmon. Put hand gang tattoos. 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 Yeah, I'll, let's check out the guy with handcuffs on. Those are always good. Well, that's, that was Aaron <laughs> I Hernandez. Think he'll have, yeah. I think he'll have blood, sweat, God. and cum. Blood, sweat, cum. 1989 is when he was born. So crazy. By the way, there's some guy listening going, wait, I was born in a blood, sweat, and cum that's on my hand. There we uh, go, there you go. Little, little, that little one right there, right on her hand. He was the greatest gay So that's what we athlete. need. We need something like that, like a little something very discreet, very subtle, but not getting, oh, you know what we'll just do? We'll get like the Mexican mafias. Oh, one. wait, wait. Go up one, go up. A little more. Up. See the far right with the chest piece? Yeah, hit that, hit that. What if we do our kids like that? In in death masks, yeah. Well, we do one of them gets the actual image, and the other one gets a skull. But you have to pick which kid gets the skull. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a great. I th- I like that. Is yeah, that yeah. I'll get Georgia and then a skull. Yeah. And then when I was like, "What about me?" You're like that's, that's you. you. The skull. The skull is you. Yeah, the skull's you. So that's see I, that they when they, you do them on street gangs, they do it with each other. They like three dots in a circle or something. Yeah. And so I think what we do is we get that, but we don't make sure it's not recognizable as it looks similar. We should do it, make it looks really similar to the Mexican Mafia's tattoo so that everyone's always like, wait, is that? And you're like, no, 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 different mafia. Different mafia. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, see? What? Yeah, what does that mean? Some... What, is it? what is that? Five stars? What is that? Okay, yeah. Okay, what does it say? Five dots. Go back up and make that larger. A crown with five points. Time done. Oh, time done. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. <laughs> this number can be found. What is that? 1488. Oh, white supremacist stuff. We could do that. Guys, we'll get 1488. What if we just, what's one plus four plus eight plus eight? We'll just get the sum of all those. 14 represents 14 words, which are a quote by Nazi leader David Lane. We must secure the existence of our people. Future for white children. 88, shorthand for the eighth letter of the alphabet. HH, I Heil Hitler. Dude, we should definitely do that. <laughs> that should yeah. be the name of your next special. 1488. 1488. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Cobweb oh. tattoo. Prison yeah, we should get cobweb tattoos and then 1488. A lengthy prison sentence. That's cool. Aryan okay. Brotherhood. Oh, awesome. Here we go. We get, how about what's, okay, what's the 6066? <gasps> MS 13. What's ACAB? Acronym found on the All British or bastards. Oh, Nortenios. Okay, Nortenios is uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Russian MA is Mexican mafia, right? Right, but the yeah. uh, cross on the chest is a Russian prisons. Where? That's what it says right there under the cross on the chest. Symbolize a prince oh, of thieves. Oh, is that it? This, the one right yeah. there? Okay. Uh, higher end in the mob. Russian prisoners have a unique, intricate history of prisons. If you could get okay, this is a soft pitch. But if go say, back down a little more. Say the Russian mafia. Oof. Say the yeah. Russian mafia likes my movie and it becomes their Goodfellas, right? Right, right. And they're like, "This is our." This guy doesn't look. That doesn't look good at all. That's a bad look. By the way, we are we are critiquing gangbangers, gang members' tattoos. We're not really saying we're fans of all of them. We're fans of all of you guys. By the way, we, this was a this was a diverted thing. 
What if, okay, hypothetically speaking, Russian Mafia sees my movie and they're like, I really like this. And they're like, hey, we would like to make you and Tom honorary members. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. On your back, we want the, we're going to tattoo the landscape of Moscow Mm -hmm. on your back. Yeah. But you get in, no one ever fucks with you. There's like privileges. You get, you don't have to pay taxes on your gas and stuff. Like, I don't know, like, and then like, you know. Yeah, no one fucks with you. Yeah, the answer, if someone's having this conversation with you, let me tell you something. You're getting that tattoo. Oh, yeah. If, you, if it's to the point where they're like, we're, we're landscaping Moscow on your back. It's just happening. Just, oh. Yeah, you're like, oh. Stars on your knees. You're like, I love it. Feels good. Um, all right. We got to get going, man. This was a fun one. Hey, thanks for getting to know me. Hey. I enjoyed it. I did pretty good, right? You did great. So this was your idea, by the way. This wasn't planned. I didn't know this was happening. <clears throat> I was writing down things we could. I, one day I was sitting down writing down things we could talk about, and I started writing them. And I was like, "Oh, these are things I want to talk about." Yeah. And I was like, "I should do things Tom wants to talk about." And so I write it. Started writing down things like <clears throat> that I know you like. <coughs> so I think we did a good job. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks. Do you think this set will be jazzed up in a week? I like it. Like, I mean, we might do. You know. Like some, some quotes. Could we get a stripper to st- stand? We what if we paid a stripper, COVID tested her, okay, and have her just stand back there? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, yes. And just, I think it would class it up. I think it would make bring more eyes to us. And then she dips down. Yeah, and they have to guess who's getting a blowjob, like and by by face. who's giggling, <laughs> and the first one that laughs has to pay for it. Yeah. The, what if what if we had what if okay what if we raise this table up a bit right, and then we could have a just like a like a stripper pit where she could just sit and have cocktails. She didn't have to say much. She just come up and just dance a little bit. Yep. And like, I think we could. I mean, we're in Austin. We could. They allow that. We can do anything in Austin. Sure. So I think we should do that. Any? Can you can you do some research on some strippers this weekend? He goes, I have a poll on the way. Doable. I thought it said disabled. I thought he read that he was disabled. I was like, no, I don't think we want her to be disabled. She could be, though. We don't discriminate. Yeah, we could have, we could have, definitely have her be disabled. Okay. We All right. Run. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call. Two bears, one cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.